foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And Janie, I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Now, Janie, in those verses right there, I see two ways that we can go. We can either walk in the spirit rooted and built up in Christ, or we will fall into these deceptions of philosophy and empty deceit with the traditions of the world. It's the two natures that we battle. And that is so painfully true. But you know what? We usually learn from doing something wrong and suffering the consequences. Uh And then we have a need and then we go searching and we see what it means to be established in the faith. Mm -hmm. And when we're established in the faith, we really do know what it means to be complete in him. But most of us learn from uh, natural facts can sometimes teach us the deepest truth. And as you were talking, what was going through my mind is that um, uh, we don't get off on a good foot when we're born because we are really born with the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ because we are born with that old nature. We are not with a new nature. So let's go back and see what it means to be caught in being entrapped in an old nature, as it speaks of here, according to the traditions of men. Okay. And believe it or not, we can have to go all the way back to Genesis 1-1. Oh, we find ourselves there quite often. Don't we? (laughs) Yes. And in Genesis 1, different verses there, as the Lord is creating the earth and everything in it, he makes a constant repetition of a phrase. He said he created the trees after its kind. He created the herbs after its kind. He created the animals after its kind. He didn't cause a seed to make a whale. (laughs) And he didn't cause some kind of sea animal to come up on ground and plant an herb. In other words, he kept everything in the general order. According to its kind. Its kind. And, you okay. know, this is an input here, but that really tears down the theory of evolution. Yes. 
Absolutely. Because evolution says we started off with just a goopily goop, and we all of a sudden have a brain scientist down through the ages, and that we really possibly did come from monkeys. So right now we needed to say when the scripture says after its kind, there is a different spiritual lesson that is awakening us just through the laws of nature of how the Lord chose to create. Right. So once that is established, then we need to really realize that Adam then lived for close to 700 years, and he produced a son after his kind in his image. Okay. And we have been reproducing from that beginning for thousands of years. After our kind. After our kind. The problem is we didn't get a good start. Because of Adam. Because of Adam. And if Adam wouldn't have messed up, you know, somebody else down the line would have messed up. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to put all the heavy burden on Adam. But unfortunately, Adam was kind of uh, a self-centered person. Uh, he liked everything his way. He had an inward desire to do wrong. And uh, he expressed that because, you know, it says that Eve was deceived. But it says that Adam knew and chose to eat of the fruit, whatever it was. So we've inherited uh, sharing that independent spirit, that desire to do our own thing. So, so So when the Bible talks about us being sinners, it's not because of the acts of sin that we have committed. It is because of our sin nature that we got from Adam. Is that what you're telling me? 100%. Okay. So what do you think the consequences are, Sharon, when we are going to do our own thing our own way and we have a nature that no longer can have uh, communion with Father God? Well, the Bible tells us that it's death, Uh, separation mm -hmm. from him. Mm -hmm. separation from God for all of eternity. And Sharon, I'm going to interject just a one-liner here. That results in hell, in Gehenna, and the lake of fire. That would be pretty desperate in hopelessness if we didn't know that Jesus Christ had a better plan. So we are complete in Jesus Christ. He says that as a fact over and over and over. Well, as we go on in, in Colossians uh, chapter 2, verse starting in verse 9, it says, For in him, meaning Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Which means that if we are complete in him, we don't need anything else in our position to make us whole, to make us safe, to make us secure to know that we are bound for heaven. But we must accept that, don't we? Well, and I think it's interesting that you bring up Adam to bring us to an understanding that our our spirit is what died, is what we are born with that is dead. That's why Jesus Christ said that we must be born again. And it was his finished work on the cross that allows us to be born again and to have our spirit come alive and have communion with him again as he purposed before the fall of man. 
And that's where we get such hope when we're still, when we go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. And he says that we, well, let's start off in 16, Sharon. Okay. Uh, He says, now uh, we regard no one according to the flesh. And that basically is talking in the context there. It's talking about us knowing the difference between Jew and Greek. Jew and Gentile, Mm -hmm. but there's also an application there, and that is that we don't need to base our life living off of what we think, we feel, our own opinions, preferences, because that's not going to work. So he says, now, if anyone is in Christ, Mm -hmm. and if you are in Christ, then you are complete. Right. Because you can't be in him halfway. You can't have one foot being in Christ and one foot being in the world. You can try that in your daily walk. It doesn't doesn't work. work. And it's impossible to make it work in your position of being in his foundation. But then it says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we can remember the Garden of Eden and Adam's choice, and the the devastation that it gave us, but we don't have to live under that death principle. We don't have to live as slaves to the way Adam got us started. Mm -hmm. And that gives us hope for what it really means to be what you have said now in Colossians about being complete in him. Right. And having that illustration between the two natures, the sin nature and the spirit gives me a better understanding of the whole process and in why Jesus came, what he did on the cross and the significance of it, because now through him, we can have that communion. We can be alive. We can live victorious. We can walk in newness of life as he purposed for us above all that we can imagine, think, or even pray for and when we have him in our heart as a completeness when adam chose to do his own thing and we've already covered the consequences on that what was his response it was guilt Mm. and he went and hid himself right and he knew he had done wrong but he didn't know what to do to make it right And there had to be consequences. And so the Lord had to kick Adam and Eve out of the garden Mm -hmm. because there was a tree there that if they ate of it, they would live in that state forever. And now we can rejoice today that we do have 2 Corinthians 5.17, that we are new creatures in Christ if we choose to accept what the Lord has done and doing everything that we needed to be complete in him so we could move forward, so that we could have a life that would eventually end in heaven, but that we could be fulfilling our purpose on why we are here. So let's just kind of summarize today that sometimes we have to know the bad first and what it cost us before we can see our need to appreciate the good that Jesus Christ has provided for us in being complete in Him and His being our all in all 
and us not having to live with vain philosophies after any tradition of deception. And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.